this is Cole Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love of the holidays with you year-round. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite Christmas singers. And this is Randy. Today, I will be talking about Wendell August and the annual Christmas ornaments that they make. This is Sydney, and I will be leading a discussion of either our favorites or one of our memorable Christmas tree ornaments. That's fun. Uh, now, Mom, did you say Christmas singers or Christmas zingers, like comebacks? <laughs> Christmas singers, as in Michael Buble is today. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought you said zingers. Like, what are some good holiday-themed comebacks? Those would be good. Some, Those would be good, too. Point. That's a good topic idea for anyone who wants to grab that and roll with it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, we're two weeks out from uh, Thanksgiving, two weeks away from Thanksgiving as we record this. So this will be released just after Thanksgiving. So we hope uh, for those of you in the United States that you celebrated and had a happy Thanksgiving Day with all the fun Macy's Day parades and dog shows and football games and turkey and stuffing and pumpkin pies, apple pies, all that kind of stuff. So it's funny to think about we're in mid-November as we record this because sometimes the year seems like it goes by slow and then this time of year it just flies by. It does, There's yeah. so much going on. So we, yesterday, uh, Sydney, Beth and I, uh, with uh, our friend Holly, went to the craft show, the Northern Virginia craft show that we go to every November. It's usually the second, I think the second... Um, Saturday in November. So we went there yesterday. We did our traditional drive in, go to the craft show, go to the restaurant, uh, Uncle Julio's afterwards, and um, come home after that. So that was very fun. It's a family favorite. And there's a ton of artisans. Some years when you go in, there you find some of these fun special things. Other years, it's just fun to be there. You don't find a whole lot. Yeah. We found some things this year. It was nice. Yes. Yeah. It was back to normal. Yes, that's right. It, the, as far as crowds go. And as far as where they place the booths. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will place. say that they put them, they still put them pretty, pretty decent far apart. Like not too far, but like definitely not narrow as in pre-COVID years. And um, our friend um, Holly Kincaid went with us this year. Um, and it was a lot of fun to um, have her there and um, be with her during the event. So. Yeah, her first time through, mm -hmm. hear her reactions and her thoughts. Yes. <laughs> and our, our leaves, our fall leaves, you know, the drive-in is so beautiful right now. They've Goodness. lasted for such a long time up here. We haven't had any major weather to blow the leaves down, knock them down like rain or anything. So we're still in mid-November. The trees are just filled with beautiful orange, yellow, reddish Hinted trees. So. It's stunning. I mean, yeah. it's just so beautiful. It's incredible. We we every weekend was like, well, this is going to be the last one. Probably we have to appreciate it. Yeah. And then no big windstorms or rainstorms come through. So the next weekend they're still there. They're now starting to fall. We see them on the ground. Um. So I don't yeah. know how much longer we're having them, but <laughs> we're enjoying them <laughs> while we have them. Yes, it would be odd for us to like get all the way to Thanksgiving with them. So we'll um, let you know how that goes. That's that would be crazy. awesome. Yes, and here, <laughs> the leaves are not changing. Oh, oh. in Tampa, uh, Florida, it's really yep. green. I know that's crazy. That that's crazy. Yellow. I thought 
all the palm fronds would be dropping, and you know I'd be getting big, uh, big frond piles. But yeah, nope, no such luck for the, the uh, frond piles. For the benefit of the listener, I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it's it's still very very tropical green. Evenings have been getting a little cool, so that's nice. Keely and I took uh, a walk after dark. Um, a couple nights ago, and that was really pleasant. Yeah. Dark comes here earlier than it does for you. That is true. Um, we had tried to take a couple of walks right at dusk, but that's when all of the mosquitoes come out, so it's better to take it after. Plus, then you get to see everybody's lights on, um, because I live in a little kind of subdivision area, so there's a good amount of people who have been decorating already, for Christmas, so they've got all their lights in. They're fun little, you know, including me. Oh, yes. Including me. I don't have everything out yet, but I have the entire kind of front um, trim of my house all lit up, and those are red and green lights. I have a big pillar out front that I wound colored lights around. Um, I've got a little walkway, so I have snake lights kind of going around the length of that. A couple of net lights over bushes, and then I have a little inflatable Santa and Christmas tree, uh, which are out front. And those are internally lit. So those are super fun. I can tell the person across the street from me is kind of uh, kind of a like you, Dad, because he went super overboard with decorations. I have no but idea what you're talking about. His wife clearly doesn't put limitations on him because he had lots of like fun things. Like, he had uh, yeah, all kinds fun. of colored lights and big, like, about, like, the size of your head, like, a single, like, ornament light kind of thing yeah. that he would hang That's from trees. Yeah. Uh, he had a bunch of blow-up figurines, one of which is, like, little droids from Star Wars. <laughs> saying it's, like, says Mary Droidmas or something like that. <laughs> um, That's great. He's got, uh, like, a projector that projects, like, happy holidays onto his garage, and it's just You're a whole lot of place. fun stuff. Because at first he put everything, like, put a good amount of things out, and then I put all my stuff out. And then I walked out, and he had put, like, a bunch more out. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> you win. So I'm you young. Know. I don't have the money to, to get all that right now. So yeah. yes. if I would, I could. Right. If I could, I would. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the expression. But, yeah. no, there's a lot of houses around this area that are really fun and went really, uh, not overboard, but went really kind of all out as far as Christmas decorations go. Like, there were a couple that decorated their trees out front with, like, those uh, kind of icicle lights that the light starts at the top, then goes to the bottom, yeah. and then repeats. Yeah. So it looks kind of like they're dripping Kind of yep. dripping lights. Yeah. Yep. Um, so those are really fun. There are a lot of people really like their blow up decorations out front, which I think are very classy. Unlike, uh, <laughs> you know, some other people may have different opinions about that. There was someone who had their Halloween decorations out for a while past Halloween. So I don't know if that was just they didn't want to let it go or. Maybe they just didn't have the time or didn't feel like going out and taking them all down. Could be. Yeah, I started putting my Christmas lights up yesterday as well. 
Mm. I normally begin that on Veterans Day uh, weekend here in the States. And I got these two new trees because I needed to replace two uh, of my outside lit, uh, pre-lit trees. And uh, okay. they, they're big and they also turn to colors. So I can set them to white only or to color or blink between white and colors. So Beth was coming home last night, so I set them to blink so she could see that I had color lights outside too, just to kind of, you know, tease her a little bit. So she was giving me all kind of like, oh, but yeah, I can't have that out there. <laughs> yeah. I see those lights, yeah. bright lights. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, and they are they're big trees. They're nice. And I was thinking maybe this year for uh, for Christmas I'll ask for some more decorations, uh, like Christmas lights and that kind of thing. But obviously, if I ask for them for Christmas, it's or a little after the fact. So yeah. those will be those would be for next year. Yeah. I can still put a few out, probably get away with like holiday lights <laughs> uh, until <laughs> New Year's. Until New Year's, at least. I think yeah, once true. New Year's is over, that's when people are like, all right, it's time to take the lights down. Yeah, especially in subdivisions. Yeah, so especially in subdivisions. Yeah. Um, which I think is a shame because, like, January through February is then just cold, dark, and doesn't have anything particularly merry or jolly about it. Yeah, that's So true. it's just kind of, those two months are just kind of depressing up until... You hit Valentine's Day. That's the advantage of the white lights is that you can say that they're now winter lights. Yeah, you can say that. Nobody buys it. <laughs> I buy it. Well, you're not just a woman. <laughs> Your HOA director, me, yes. accepts that. <laughs> yes. And as our listeners know, uh, Sydney had gotten a puppy uh, this past May. And, of course, this is the first holiday season for the puppy, for Noel. And uh, so Sydney's been busy with prepping and Beth has been too prepping for Christmas with Noel. Yeah, we all have, I have, um, our stockings are needlepoint stockings that we had gotten a long time ago. So they're really amazing, but it's hard sometimes to match family stockings if it's much later. And I think we got those when the kids were tiny. I mean, yeah. they were little when we had those. Um, we may have gotten them before they were born. When, when we got ours. But anyway, so the challenge was to find one for Noel that was at least similar. So I found them at L.L. Bean. They yeah. have needlepoint stockings. So I found one with a couple puppies on it. Hers, interestingly, is the only one with her name embroidered on it. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Mine's um, black and red, and I got mine from Amazon. But it's really cute. It's a bone-shaped stocking. It's for your apartment. Right. Yeah. Her stocking for Noel, right? Yeah. 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 So I might do something different. Um, that's just kind of like this year's stocking. I wanted more time to think about what kind of... This is like my first year having Christmas at an apartment. Like my own sort yeah. of Christmas aesthetic. Um, so I kind of wanted to see what everything else looked like up before I got like a more permanent stocking. So... But yeah, yep, super cute. She liked both. Um, she really likes new things, sniffing things, and yep. nibbling on things, so and licking things. So, yep, yep. Shows so her both stockings. I think our last holiday happening this week is that Cole. You're planning to go back to Disney Springs. 
I'm not just planning on going back to Disney Springs. I'm planning on going back to Disney Springs tonight. I don't know. Did we talk about the Christmas tree walk? Last, we talked uh, about it in the past. And we, we talked about it in the past. Yeah. Um, that Disney Springs has um, either a Christmas tree walk some years where they have kind of a, a little walking path that you can go along. And they have lots of different themed trees, usually from Disney IPs. Um, or they have... Similar trees just kind of all over Disney Springs. Um, I'm not completely sure. I think it's a walk this year. No. So I, I did look that up after last week, just kind of curious. And they've put the theme trees all through Disney Springs. And they have they like did a little it this map. Week. Yeah, they okay. have a little map that you can go follow. It's almost like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I I love, but for themed Christmas trees, that's fun. I love scavenger hunts. So <laughs> much. Hate. Yeah, yes. Yeah, no, I don't hate them. Not a fan. I oh, I hate them. No, you don't. I. I hate <laughs> them. Anyways, a good bit. Them. Yeah, so that'll be fun for you guys to, to visit um, with the trees up and all their decorations up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. Slightly less fun now that I have to like. Go look for them. I don't think it's a scavenger hunt. It's I think not. It's just, just a it's not, it's not a scavenger hunt. It's actually a really fun way. Um, yeah. It's actually a really fun way to kind of go all over Disney Springs. Right. It is. Uh, because it is a really wide area. It's a really nice area to walk. And the nice thing about the trees being spread out is that everything is less congested in one yes. point. That's right. Yeah. If you remember um, so, former walks that we've had. Yeah. Aren't there like 30 trees or something? It's I don't like even crazy know. It's about, a lot. Yeah. But we would have to stand there and wait. And then some people didn't wait. So you have to wait for them to get through. So if you want pictures with a tree. So that, yeah, you're right. This is probably a nicer way to visit trees and not have it be quite so many people packed in one. Yeah, day. exactly. So we're planning on leaving around 4, 430. Because what we're going to do is we're going to drive down. Um... You guys recently sent us a super fun care package with some holiday things in it and, among other things, a $50 Cheesecake Factory gift card. And Kelia has a $25 Cheesecake Factory gift card that you guys gave her for her birthday. <laughs> so we're going to go down and eat a nice dinner and then drive over to Disney Springs and nice. enjoy all of that tonight because it should be... Last time we went, it was kind of between Christmas and Halloween. It should be in full Christmas mode at this yeah. point. So yep. that'll be super fun to enjoy all of them. Yeah. Yeah, that be. will be fun. Good. We love Christmas. We love everything about Christmas. I'm speaking for the family here, but I think in general, I'm speaking correctly. <laughs> the kids were raised. We Music has always been a big part of our Christmas holiday. And the kids were raised on singers such as Bing Crosby, Perry Como, The Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra. Who else? Johnny Mathis. Oh, Johnny Mathis was a big one. Yep. Uh, Nat so, King Cole. Nat King Cole. Harry Connick Jr. Mm -hmm. So now I'm getting the more contemporary ones. The ones that I'm going to be talking about for the next three weeks, today and two other weeks, are more contemporary singers, but that have some of that old soul, swing, jazz kind of feel to it, too. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Michael Buble. And he came, he came kind of on the scene as a crooner, as a, he, with the jazz, the swing. Um, and it was, um, 
it's not, it wasn't the norm for our age group at the time. It wasn't pop, it wasn't country, it was just this new kind of thing. Now, I say new kind of thing, keeping in mind, Harry Connick Jr. does the same kind of thing, but Michael Bublé came on the scene, and he is from Canada. He got his start, he was born in 1975, he's Canadian-Italian, actually. His grandfather, and I'm trying to, I don't think I, his father was a fisherman, I think, a salmon fisherman, so he was out a lot. So his grandfather was a huge influence on him, and his grandfather, and I think his grandfather's name was Salvatore, something like that, Salvatoro. Anyway, his grandfather was incredibly supportive of his singing career, and being a plumber, he actually would t have it out there in their area that if... Plumber? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure his name no, is Salvatore and not Mario? Brothers, no. <laughs> it could have been Luigi, too. <laughs> it's not Luigi. Well, There's a lot of music involved in his plumbing, too. <laughs> That's right. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, it was like... Do, 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 do. And that's where he got to start. Anyway, you can't convince he, me other. <laughs> he told people in the local area and a little beyond that he would provide free plumbing if they could help his grandson's music career. So I thought that was very interesting. Through a lot of different things, a lot of different circumstances, he made it on the scene. He became known. He got his CD out there. So what I'm going to talk about is his Christmas CD, but there are a lot of others out there that he has won awards for. Um, he has international fame. He's multi-platinum in some of them. So I would, if you don't know who Michael Bublé is, I would encourage you to look it up. Now, the Christmas album that we have, the Christmas CD we have, is called, appropriately enough, Christmas. And he released it in 2011. It's his, so Christmas is the seventh studio album and fifth major label studio album released by him. As of January 2019, so as of January, a couple years ago, this is Buble's most successful album with more than 12 million copies worldwide, making it one of the best-selling albums of the 21st century. So I think a lot of people really respond to that kind of Christmas music sound. So this year, I was trying to find out more. I did a lot of research about Michael Bublé. But anytime you put Michael Bublé Christmas in the search, all they want to do is pull up the Christmas album. Yeah. And if you put Christmas specials, all they want to do is talk about the most, you know, the next Christmas special. So I found it a little irritating that I couldn't <laughs> find more information. But interestingly, he is going to be doing a 2021 Christmas special because this is the 10th anniversary of his Christmas album. Now he had done small five song thing, but it was it was different than this this Christmas album, this Christmas CD. So, and he's getting ready for a deluxe reissue of it that includes Winter Wonderland with a duet with Rod Stewart. On his CD, he sings, 
I think it's Winter Wonderland with Shania Twain. He sings a song with Pupini Sisters. So there are different songs that he sings with people. Again, giving you that old town, that kind of old feeling with these new singers. Um, it just it just adds to this. It adds an element of Christmas spirit to it. I think he will be making this new special, and it will air on December sixth from ten to eleven on NBC. That's great. This year, yeah. He is married. His wife Luisana. I could be not saying that correctly. Lopolito? I don't know. Sorry, Michael Buble and your wife. I don't have his wife's name down very well. He has three children, Noah, who's eight, Elias, who is five, and daughter, Vita, who is three. Noah had um, come down with cancer, so there was a big thing about um, he was going to step away from his career for a while to concentrate on his family and his little boy, get him through that. And he seems to be through it. One of the quotes that he is known to have said in 2015 is, The truth is, no matter where I am or what I'm doing, for me, my joy is being with my family, and that's what the holidays are to me. It's not about having a certain traditional drink or dinner. So, that was really sweet. He lost his grandma a couple years ago. She was a matriarch of their family, so being with the ones he loves is very important. He's had a number of Christmas specials. I think this, if I'm remembering correctly or if I've tried to figure it out. I think this is his sixth Christmas special this year. Oh, okay. So he's done quite a number of them. And some of them I like more than others. And But they have, a lot of them have the elements of the old ones, like um, Andy Williams. They have that feel for it. You know, the different skits, yes. the comedy yes. and music and together. Guests, and guest stars. And Andy Williams is another one that we love. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's a little bit about Michael Bublé. I hope if you don't know anything about him, I got you interested. If you do know something about him, I hope that you look into him some more. And don't forget to watch his Christmas special on December 6th from 10 to 11 on NBC. That's awesome. Yeah, we really like him. I like him a lot. Another important part of Christmas for us are our ornaments. And we've been getting ornaments uh, as a couple uh, since the... Uh, late 80s, I guess it would have been, um, that we started to get a couple uh, ornaments together uh, for our combined Christmas tree. And one of the ornaments that I introduced Beth to was uh, something called a Wendell August ornament. So Wendell August is a forge that makes uh, products in um, aluminum, uh, but it's got a history that's almost 100 years um, um, ago. It was actually founded in 1923, so a couple years from now. It'll be celebrating its 100th anniversary. So if you've grown up in western Pennsylvania, uh, particularly northwestern uh, Pennsylvania, then you're probably familiar with the Wendell August Forge and the hand-wrought metal giftware that they fabricate using this uh, exact eight-step process that they've been using for a long time of die engraving, hammering, surface flattening, anviling, surface flattening and anviling, then edging, coloring, polishing, and forming um, from the beginnings. But I didn't really know a lot about the uh, origin of Window August, nor the origin of the Christmas, annual Christmas ornament specifically. And there is a little museum, if you could visit a gift shop um, in Pennsylvania, they also have a, a um, site in Ohio. I don't know if they have a gift shop. And within the gift shop, they have a lot of historical uh, elements to it. So that was interesting. And Wendell August himself 
um, was a very interesting man. He got involved in a lot of different things, but by the late 30s in his life, uh, when he was in his late 30s, he found steady work as a coal broker, so kind of buying, selling coal in quantities for different organizations. And he was making a good living at it, and he decided to build a, a home um, in Brockway, Pennsylvania. And, um, and just if you don't live in Pennsylvania, coal mining was a huge thing. Absolutely, yes. It was, it was a huge industry in Pennsylvania. Right. So he was making good money, and he was kind of changing elements of his home. He liked different things. So he's doing a little customization because he was interested in that and he could afford it. So he had these two doors um, that were added to the home, but he couldn't get the fixtures for the doors uh, to match the fixtures of the other parts of the home, which was this colonial architecture. So very specific. They were decorative in, in nature and made from hand. Um, they were made by hand from iron. So he actually reached out to a blacksmith at one of his coal mines in the hopes of duplicating it. And in a very short amount of time, for a fraction of the cost that others were quoting him, Otto Pizzoni, Italian, was able to hand hammer two latches for August, for window August. And he was really, really happy with the quality of the work. And he actually asked him to consider um, joining him in making ornamental iron objects like candlesticks, door knockers, window and door grills, a fireplace um, fronts, mm -hmm. um, so a lot of different things. So Pisoni and then eventually three other blacksmiths came to join him and started making this line of products that were the, out of iron. So that started in 1923, and his, you know, he concentrated his business smartly on the kind of the corporate world. And when Alcoa, which is the aluminum company of America, asked him to create these decorative gates, he they asked him to do it out of aluminum. And after doing that, they realized, Forge and, and the blacksmiths realized that aluminum was so much easier to work with than iron. Yeah. And he completely shifted his focus from iron to aluminum. And that was in the 20s. So that was kind of interesting, I thought. Um, and he ma made really good money, again, kind of focusing on um, like work for banks, uh, work for you know, big corporations, and began to expand his forge and, and um, his capabilities there. So that, I thought that was kind of... A interesting bit of information and as he grew the company grew uh, he he retired I think in the 50s and he actually passed away in 1963 and he left his company to his son um, unfortunately his son wasn't as interested in the business as the dad was and he he worked for I don't know probably about 15 years or so at it but then he was just like okay I'm done so he ended up selling the business to the Necht family. It's um, K-E-N-C-H-T, but pronounced Necht. And uh, Bill Necht was the person who bought it. He had worked for IBM for many years. And it was the Necht family that then took over from 78 uh, onward. Now, through that period of time, Wendell August had made decorative one-off pieces, like I guess one of, a CEO of a company had asked him to make aluminum plates with decorations on them. So they had made decorative things for different corporations, different gifts for, you know, for clients and things like that. But they didn't have a consistent um, Christmas line, right? And it wasn't until after Neck took over in 78 that that even came into, into being. And the story is interesting. This is actually on the Window August website. And it comes from the son, Will who the, the company now, at the time, uh, in 2015, when the story was written, was running the company. 
And his story goes as such. So when, so my mom and dad, this is from Will Neck's point of view. My mom and dad purchased Wendell August from the August family in 1978. And one of my mom's first ideas in 1978 was a new product concept. She thought that we should create and sell Christmas ornaments. My dad, the savvy and successful sales and marketing executive, formerly of IBM, didn't think Christmas ornaments would resonate with the Wendell August customers, so he didn't make any ornaments in 1978. The next year, mom suggested again that Wendell August introduce Christmas ornaments to our customers. She thought they would sell really well. Once again, dad considered the idea a dead end. So we didn't introduce ornaments in 1979 either. In 1980, mom gave it one last shot. She suggested once more that we make and sell Christmas ornaments. Honey, she said, I really think our customers would love a handcrafted ornament. We should have the craftsmen make one. An American-made Christmas ornament would be phenomenal. Out of exasperation and possibly to get his wife, my really nice mom, <laughs> off his back, my dad agreed. We would make an ornament for the 1980 Christmas season. That year, our first ornament was created by artisans and introduced. It was a simple holly design, and we expected to sell maybe 100. We sold thousands, and they say the rest is history. So they've been making this... Um, these ornaments, annual Christmas ornaments since 1980 every year with a unique design and they're handcrafted, American made locally up there. And, um, you know, the, the son ultimately says um, that later in life, uh, his, his dad who passed away in 2004, but later in life he said that the dad's biggest regret was not listening to his wife, the mom, sooner on, on the Christmas ornament. And uh, the great lesson for all husbands is our wives are, are always right. That's so, so that, funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So uh, we actually have the ornaments personally that date back to 1980. So when we started to collect them. Do we? I was wondering if we had It's right there on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was looking at these going, I really think we have all of them. Yeah. So uh, we went back and bought them back to 1980, even though we didn't start collecting them. I think until 89-ish. It may somewhere there. I think your there. dad got me one. In 87? Yeah. I think that was the first one I ever got. So we went back and... Um, bought the other seven. Bought the other ones from the... And then we've been collecting them ever since. And we've been getting them for Sydney and Cole, specifically with their names engraved on the back every year uh, since they were born, each of them. So they each have a whole set. And, um, they, and the nice thing about Wendell August is that you do have that option... They will engrave something for you on That's the right. back if you want. I mean, you pay for it, but yes. you can have it engraved, which yes. we wanted for the kids. Now, I actually have a direct connection to Window August Forge. I have two uncles on my mother's side, on the Italian side, for Cole's sake, because he likes the Italian part of our family, um, <laughs> that worked there in the uh, late 30s and then the 40s and then actually onward. So my uncle Andy, Andrew Thomas, worked there from... 39 to 41, and then from 46 to 75. Which is a long time. <laughs> it was a craftsman. Now, my uncle Louie also worked there um, those same time frames, uh, but he actually stopped working there in 65, so not quite as long. And it's funny because when they list their, their workers, they usually say what they did next to them. And his says waste baskets. So he, he waste baskets? No. I didn't realize that. that yes, that's really interesting. Yeah, so they have a line of waste baskets oh. that they did. So it's I would say I'm gonna go with the idea that he made the waste baskets. Yeah, that's what they did. He emptied them. Otherwise <laughs> he wouldn't be listed like this. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. Maybe somebody else would know. It's yeah. never moving yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. But the wastebaskets were, I mean, are much more complicated. So I can see having somebody specializing yes. in them in because of the right because of the the molding. You have to do the shaping the 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 lines to it. So yep. it's much more complicated. And they've been doing those for years. I actually have a picture of my uncle, of my two uncles. Uh, they took of in front of the forge at some point. So um, yeah, I'll have to send it. To, I'll have to post it on. Um, yeah. On Instagram, but. There that's really yeah please do and really point out who are the uncles in those all those yeah. yeah andy yeah so we know which ones they are in the picture too the up front so yeah so i mean the picture is obviously grainy so you, you can't zoom in quite as well as you can these days but uh yeah. it's still very fun and we have some pieces yeah. from them specifically that they made yeah um uh, that we were that were handed down to us from our uh, mom and from ants yep so that that's very fun that and i and we really enjoy those ornaments as part of our yeah. um, christmas tradition we have them on our wall at all times in our dining room framed in these black really pretty frames we yeah. got a new christmas tree this year that we're going to use to put the other window august ornaments on so uh so yeah i'm looking forward to doing that and we and they're incredible gifts they're beautiful and we give them as gifts annually to some people and they really enjoy them yeah well hand, a handcrafted hand hammered ornament is is unique right right and they're beautiful yep yes we yep a great gift and you can find them online they have a great website online um that you can find them yourself and have them be part of your tradition too yeah i think it's wendellaugustforge.com probably well speaking of ornaments I was wondering about what are, um, well, in particular, I was thinking back to, we have so many Christmas ornaments, right? Not just the Wendell August, and you all have like, you have like a lot of those, but um, just ornaments in general from either different series that you guys have um, collected over the years, um, or different ornaments that you got in Cole and I when we were younger to when we were older and uh, in particular um, I was wondering either what is a favorite ornament Christmas tree ornament of yours and why or what is a sentimental Christmas tree ornament and why um, and it could be like um, one ornament it could be like a series of ornaments but um, I was wondering uh, if each of you could answer that, you know, either a favorite or sentimental Christmas tree ornament of yours. For me, I there's a lot of like little ornaments we put up every year, and there's always ornaments that you and I, Sydney, liked to put up. Like when we would see that one, we'd be like, "Oh, I want to put up that one." There were like there were some that they were usually like little animals or Christmas characters or, you know, anything like that. And they were, like, the good, uh, like, kind of hefty ornaments, usually. Because you guys were pretty good about not getting the, the cheap, hollow ornaments. We never really had many of those. So I know one thing, we always got these every year. They would come out with, it'd be the year, and then there'd be, like, a little animal on it. Yes. So those were always super fun to put up. It was called the Fabulous Decade series. The Fabulous Decade. Fabulous. Series. 
Well, that was just one decade. Every decade they oh, called it a different they thing. They had a different yeah. Piece. But yeah. it, there's, it's a decade ornament. Yeah, every each, decade. Yeah. Every decade they have another series. Yeah. Well, every year. Every decade would be every 10 years. No, so every decade they have a series, and then oh, every year yeah, yeah. there is something within that, that series. That series, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And that goes back uh, a ways, many decades. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, we have many of those ornaments. I know for me personally, I love the like classy, fancy glass birds ornaments. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just something I like. Bir- me as a person, I like birds a lot. So does Anyways. your cat. Yeah. So does the so do the cats. This past year, one of my favorite birds is a cockatiel. Um, so this past year, I actually have it like on my desk right here. Oh, that's so funny! And you have um. Birds like that on your shirt right now. I do. I'm wearing a Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room shirt, uh. and I'm holding a little cockatiel ornament. It's um, so pretty. I keep it in my desk, this one in particular, because where I store my ornaments and everything is a little precarious. It's not the safest, and this is my favorite ornament. Um, like, just overall. So I keep it in my desk to make sure it's safe and doesn't get hurt at all. Good idea. Um, so I really like the birds. I've got some other ornaments that are really fun. Uh, I've got one that is a ornament that says Colin Kelia. Uh, that's mm. cute that I special ordered as a Christmas present for Kelia. Um, so that's super fun. My favorite, like, fun, funny ornament is you guys have a oh, yeah. ornament of the, uh, of the Muppet character Beaker. We mentioned this recently on a podcast. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, holding, and he's next to a metronome, and uh, he's singing Ode to Joy if you press the little button. And if you're not familiar with Beaker, he he can only say, like, me, me. So it's kind of like, me, 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 me. Yep. And then he just does the the whole thing, and you can press the button however many times you want, (laughs) and no one will ever get sick of it. (laughs) Okay, that's not true. But when it's the level of the kids and they can do it, they will do it. Yeah. But yeah, no, this, uh, I'm holding it up to the, the camera again, but this is my favorite ornament. That is really cool. Very it's nice. nice. It's got little, like, jewels in its wings and it's very, very I'll have to take a picture of it mm-hmm. and uh, send it to you guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got it for me, but. Yeah. Um, but we could post it then. But you can post mm-hmm. it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Next year, oh, tiki shirt. Nah, that's yep, right. Yep, next to my tiki shirt. That's right. <laughs> to hold it up. Yeah, Here. thanks for your insight. That was really interesting. What about you, uh, mom or dad? Well, for me, um, the window August ornaments have always been really special. When you said, oh, you should think about uh, an ornament that's special to you. The Wendell August ornaments, I just love them. Mm-hmm. I love uh, so many things about them. They're just, they're such beautiful ornaments. So, by and far, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite ornaments. But um, but some of my other favorite ornaments are on our upstairs tree. And they are handmade by two little people. <laughs> <laughs> no longer little. They don't remain little. They were two little people. Yeah. So, Cindy and Cole made some ornaments when they were little, and they were, they're just cute. They're just adorable. Yeah. I mean, they're like faces in them. And yeah. I think one is just a, 
I, I still have a, they were so creative when they were kids, when they were little, and they just did so many different things. I like the one well, that's basically an oval with two, <laughs> two legs on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we made them like in preschool and kindergarten and at church and there were just different instances and then we made them at home too. I think um the one that comes to mind for me, mom, is the is the miniature paper plate with random piece puzzle pieces glued on them and then my picture in the center. Yeah, I know. know. That's great. Something you have always been puzzling to try to figure out. (laughs) <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that we did each year, and I don't, I don't remember when we stopped doing it. I don't remember if you guys will remember this, but I always got these little clear red and white beads that sat stacked inside of each other, and you would put them on pipe cleaners, and we would create candy canes. I do remember that. That was fun. Yeah, and they looked adorable. So we, mm-hmm. I put a lot of those on. So yeah, there's a lot of fun, a lot of fun memories there. A lot of cute little things that um, the kids did. Certainly, the nice thing about having multiple trees is that you can put multiple sets of ornaments out. Right. Yeah. Now, when I was growing up, just to uh, share mine, because uh, I have obviously lots, because I enjoyed Christmas and things like that. But uh, I grew up with the tradition that you always put your named ornaments on your tree first. Yes. Right? So the family all had an ornament. And at the time when we did it, we did it with glue and glitter to make the name. So all of us had like a a larger, but not a super large ornament that had our names on it. And then we would get that out first. That would go on the tree after the lights were on it. Right? So, um, So that tradition I carried over to us. Now we all have... Uh, we started. Large. We started out with the glitter glue. We did. We did we start out, out with glitter glue ones, and all the cats too. Yeah. So now though, we have large Disney ornaments. They have like a, a large center with two Mickey ears, kind of on the side. They are huge. And they have our names uh, professionally written on the ornaments right. by um, Disney artisans uh, that we ordered and got, and we put those on the tree first. So ours and then our pets, basically, because they of course have named ornaments as well or ornaments with their names on yeah. it as well uh, but I, yeah so i really love that tradition i love that we continue to do that i also love um when i as i get out ornaments i always have think about the history of that ornament like if we got it from somewhere like germany or That's russia right, yeah. or whatever like yeah. so all of our ornaments to me have history and I, and I enjoy getting them out because i like thinking about that history but some of them date back to my grandfather on my mom's side, there was one that was an ornament that was handmade by him. Um, and you can hand make ornaments like with um, beads and pins and, and ribbons and things like that. So that's kind of what these are like fancy ornaments that mm-hmm. were made that way. And then when I was a kid, my mom helped me, my mom and I got these little craft sets where you could make um, presents or drums and these little things by hand as well. Um, and we still have some of those. So those are very meaningful to me because they have that connection to my grandfather who's passed away many years ago and my mom who's also passed away many years ago that I still enjoy uh, the connection with and the, you know, putting on from an ornament perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that actually leads into um, one of my favorites, which is, um, I guess, my great-grandfather, which was your grandfather on your, on your mom's side. And then, 
your mom. And I really like when, especially when I was younger, I loved putting those on the tree, and they were they're like legit like fancy ornaments. And the one um, uh, your grandfather Bunky, um, his is like red. It's just like it's always been like so pretty, and I always like really liked to put that on the tree. And then your mom's is green and I think like white or ivory um, and gold, I think, as well. So um, those were always like really special to me. Um, definitely the ornaments with our names on it. This year, and I forgot to mention in Holiday Happenings, I actually ordered um, a Disney <laughs> ornament. Um, like it's shaped in like a Mickey head, like like ours, except it actually has the words Noel on both of the ears and then on the middle of the body as well, going round. And yes, with her name on it. Yep. And it's super cute, and I can't wait to use it on the tree. And um, trying to think of what else, but I, I definitely also like themed trees. Because um, we have themes of trees as well, because we have a number of trees. So I remember um, last year, I put up the Disney tree, but I also like put the lights on it and everything. And I felt really proud because I never really put like the lights like on a tree and things like that, like up and down and really decorated it. So um, I definitely like um, tree themes and... Like, I love our, our miscellaneous tree, but I also like the, the more yeah. uh, specialized trees as well. Right. So, anytime I, anytime I like walk into, like, a department store or whatnot, when I see, like, theme trees, it's like, oh, you know, I like to see the creativity that comes out from people. So Yeah. The theme tree could be, like, a color set. Like, we right. have a, a red and white tree. We have a blue and silver tree. It can also be, like, uh, a type like Disney. We have a Disney tree. So, you know, the themes could be whatever you want to make them. Uh, so we have a few of those. Mm -hmm. uh, that We have an upstairs tree that has the kids ornament on it. The downstairs tree is the family tree. So it's the larger one that we put uh, many of the ornaments that we love on it. Um, we have the white tree upstairs. We have the retro tree. We have a retro tree upstairs. That's right. Uh, so, yep, lots of trees. Quite a great number. Quite a few themed <laughs> trees and otherwise. So, yeah, so it's very fun to think about. And very, I enjoy it because I like the process of thinking about the ornaments and kind of their, their history as well. So. so we hope you enjoy this Christmas season. Um, even as we're just getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, we know that you, um, when this comes out, will we'll all be in the Christmas season. So um, we hope that that goes and um, you well for you and that you enjoy that with your family and friends. Our future festivities are for the week of November 29th. November 29th is Cyber Monday. November 30th is the National Day of Giving. December 1st is National Pie Day. December 2nd is National Mutt Day. December 3rd, Make a Gift Day. December 4th, Santa's List Day. And December 5th, International Ninja Day. Yeah. So you can follow us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Holiday underscore Moons. We are on Instagram at Holiday Moons. On Facebook, you can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And you can email us at any time at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. For Cole. Beth. Randy. And Sydney. Happy, happy, happy Holidays. holidays. <laughs>